The press reported this week that tourists may now enter the sacred space in the center of Rome, known to the locals as Largo Argentina. It was unearthed in the time of Mussolini in the 1920s, but for decades has been off limits to all but Rome's feral cat population. But now the location was called the sacred space because of the four pre-Christian temples there in the heart of Rome to four different goddesses, including Fortuna, the so-called goddess of chance. It's now been opened. Historians are excited because that was the famous site of the assassination of Julius Caesar back in 44 BC. It's a bit of a strange story though because it was a luxury Italian jeweler, Bulgari, I guess is the name, who paid to install the walkways and lighting to make Fortuna's temple accessible to paying tourists and historians alike. Now we are Christians. We don't believe in chance in general or the goddess of chance particular, but it is strange and interesting timing for the opening of this site. For this week, the church also celebrates something, well, both very similar and very different. Looking not to the center of pagan Rome, but to the peripheries of the Christian Rome. Not to a dictator's assassination, but to humble servants who were martyred, not to a Caesar who was worshipped as a god and killed for political reasons, but as always to Jesus Christ, who was, in fact, true God, and whose death and resurrection has inspired people for 2,000 years now to live and even die for him. Specifically, we honor Peter and Paul. The two apostles of Rome, the two martyrs for their faith, the two followers of Jesus Christ, never the followers of chance. Peter died by the cross, traditionally said to be crucified upside down, just to the west of the city of Rome, now the location of St. Peter's Basilica. And Paul died just to the south by the sword. It was more humane, they said. He was a Roman citizen. Now another basilica bears his name in that location. But the news this week was about the center of Rome, where Julius Caesar died in Largo, Argentina in 44 BC. Et tu, Brute, is what we learned in high school. And the secular world seems excited about this. Hmm. I wonder why. Julius Caesar's successor as emperor, his distant relative, was Nero, and it was around the year A.D. 64 that the persecution of the Christians began under Nero. After that major fire in Rome, the rumor had it that it was Nero himself that started the fire so as to be able to rebuild the city in his own image and likeness. But he needed a scapegoat. Because you can imagine the people that had been living in those homes that were now ash and rubble were upset. Who should Nero blame? 
Well, many historians point out that the Christians were easy targets for him. They were somehow connected to the Jews. They didn't worship the Roman gods and goddesses. Instead, they worshiped some Christus, some Christ. And worst of all, as we here at St. Mary's have been reflecting for the last three weeks plus, they ate the flesh and drank the blood of this Christus. Rumors of cannibalism went around ancient Rome quickly. So the Christians were easy targets, and we honor all those who gave their lives for the faith. Their blood was the seed of the church under that time of persecution. But in particular, we honor Peter and Paul. Paul, the greatest of missionaries in the church, most of our Bibles have maps in the back of them that plot out all the different places that he traveled in the first century to spread the faith. And all of our Bibles contain his numerous letters, including today's second reading, his second letter to Timothy. In it, Paul talks about himself being poured out, poured out like a libation, not being attacked by his friends like Brutus, but instead giving of himself freely, pouring himself out for love of God. Like Peter, who was in prison, as told in our first reading, Paul knew his share of discomfort and suffering. But in the midst of it, he spoke of something important to us all in this great nation of ours, freedom. The Lord will rescue me, he said, from every evil threat and bring me safe to his heavenly kingdom. See, the freedom Paul is talking about is what we celebrate this week, please, God. The freedom from evil, freedom from tyranny, freedom from sin and death, freedom to do good. May we all remember that over our hot dogs and fireworks this week. Paul was the great missionary. Peter, the first pope. The one who received those keys to the kingdom from Jesus himself. And both Peter and Paul were willing to lay down everything, even their very lives, for love of the freedom that only Christ can give. Back to that sacred space, so-called sacred space in Rome. I have no idea why the people at Bulgari paid to open Fortuna's temple to visitors. Maybe they're great historians that wanted a historical site open. I don't know. But I do know that the so-called goddess that was worshipped there, the goddess of chance, never asks anything of us. Worshipping chance, as is becoming popular today, means never having to say, I'm sorry. Worshipping chance means never having to sacrifice, never having to be poured out like a libation. <laughs> and I guess that's probably good for sales of luxury jewelry, bracelets and rings and pendants. Worshipping the one that Peter and Paul worshipped instead means sacrifice, yes, of course. It means the cross, it means the sword, but it also means freedom. 
Freedom that lasts, freedom that endures, freedom that inspires us to go out and live great things, doing great things for His greater glory.